1: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
2: Turn it on, baby. Yes, sir. Bears fans, this is Take the North. It's real
3: simple. You know, if you take a person's legs away, they can't run.
2: With your hosts, David Hahn.
3: I want to remind people there is no award for. Coming to the conclusion fastest on a quarterback in your football city. Nobody remembers, and frankly, nobody cares.
4: And Dan Weeder Particularly in this town, we start to get the extremes trying to outshout each other, right? Those who think that he's a bust are trying to outshout those who think that he's going to be an absolute seven-time
2: All-Pro. We're going to take the North and never give it back.
3: Welcome to the Take the North podcast. I am David Haw from 670 The Score, The Moline Haw Show. Dan Weiderer is from the Chicago Tribune, covers the Bears this is the Take the North podcast on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Download, listen, and subscribe. Dan is at Soldier Field. I was there today for the Bears' 31-30 to loss to the Detroit Lions, Dan. Tough one, no matter the circumstances, regardless of the stakes. I don't care how you want to spin it, slice it, dice it, whatever. You lose to the Lions at home after leading by 14 points in the fourth quarter. This
4: one's going to sting a little. It better sting. And for those who weren't stung by it, you have the wrong priorities. I'm sorry, that's, that's that's the way I go with this. And I know I'm going to get a lot of pushback and disagreement from the those folks who, who just believe that it's all about Justin Field highlight reel plays and nothing else with this team at this stage. To lose to the last place Lions, David, who came into Soldier Field today, 707 days removed from their last road victory. To lose to that team after being up 14 points at home entering the fourth quarter is nothing short of disappointing. Their last road win, David, the Detroit Detroit Lions, December 6, 2020, right here in this building at Soldier Field, another game the Bears gagged away late, blowing a 10-point lead in the late stages of that game with a costly fumble by their quarterback, Mitch Trubisky. Today, part of the unraveling was a pick six thrown by Justin Fields and then some inability to make some plays late in the game in all three phases, special teams, offense, defense. They couldn't get it done. And so you walk out of here with a one-point loss to a team you should have beat. And if you're not bothered by that, I don't know what to tell you because, you're again, you're setting your priorities wrong.
3: I don't know either, and I am in agreement with you because I think that we have somewhat lost our way if you can watch what happened today and justify it. Well, you know, at least he had a 67-yard touchdown run that really made us excited. Wow, gee whiz. He's great. We know that he has now had four games in a row where that greatness has been obvious. We can suspect... And not conclude, but look, we've been around a while. We know that the Bears are likely to be enjoying this as much as Justin Fields' biggest fans are. He is their franchise quarterback. That said, nobody said you can't win and develop a quarterback at the same time. And when you have a play this afternoon, like we saw, there was a pick six. It was a ball that Justin Fields should not have thrown. He will learn from that. He said it afterward, it was a dumb play and you'll never see it again. And I give him credit for acknowledging what some of his supporters won't. But I think, Dan, that obviously when you're building a football culture, you care about victories and games like this. And when you lose a winnable game, it does resonate and it does matter because it is you squandered an opportunity to give your quarterback evidence of his growth as
4: well, because victories That's it. do matter. That's it. They do matter. They absolutely matter because, David, what is this league defined by? It's about the guys who in the winning moments of football games go down and win games, right? That's who the legends are in this sport. And now they've had consecutive weeks where they've had the ball in the fourth quarter with a chance to go do it. They've had it five times this season where the offense has had the ball in the fourth quarter late in the game with a chance to uh, go down and and either tie the game or or win it, and they failed. The only time they succeeded was against the the Houston Texans when they didn't have to do anything offensively because of Roquan Smith's interception. And so, look, like Sam Musk for the center on this team, a guy who's widely respected in that locker room, was asked after the game about the mixed emotions right, that come with having this surge of offense, where in the last four weeks, you're averaging north of 30 points, and you're you're consistently scoring, you're consistent, consistently putting up yardage. I think the final total today was 408 on the total yardage. Undeniable that the Bears have raised the floor of what offense in Chicago should look like and is looking like. That's encouraging and promising, but Sam was basically like, I, I don't feel mixed emotions. I just feel the sting of not being able to, as an offense go down and get something done when there's a chance to go get something done late in the game and so look i'm going to read you some numbers here that will will add further context to that and then we can jump off this but uh Justin today in the fourth quarter was two for six for 13 yards. Last week we documented he had 27 fourth quarter passing yards and only two completions for four yards on the final two possessions when the game was in the balance. In the Bears' seven losses this season, David, the Bears have had 19 possessions that have begun in the fourth quarter. They've scored one touchdown and 12 points. One last set of numbers, Fields in the fourth quarter for the entire season in all 10 games, 27 for 51, 229 yards, three touchdowns, four interceptions, 12 sacks, and a 51.8 passer rating. So my conclusion from that is, look, we have established that Justin Fields' highlight reel moments have become when, not if propositions now. They're coming every week, and they're coming in a flurry that are it's entertaining, it's exciting, it's exhilarating. But as Justin himself said after the game, the next step is being able to finish finish games, finish victories, become a winning football team. I think they can get there, but you can't just assume that, right? It has to be backed by, by actual evidence of play.
3: I I do too. But I I think that I want to get to the point where we're having the conversation and you can be honest about what you're seeing without exaggerating it either way. And and I think that, you can look at today's game and from a football perspective. If you're you know, removing emotion from the equation, you're sitting down tomorrow with a football team and you're watching tape of that game, you can't tell me that at the top of the list of regrets is going to be the pick six. I, that's just the way I'm wired. I mean, you, you look at what the Bears wish that they would have back. They did a lot of things well, and you're right about the highlight reels and their defense stinks, and they overcame that at times. If you have that pick six back, It's a different game. I know the missed extra point. Yeah, I know the nullified penalty that took away the interception. Great. But again, these are things that do tend to happen in the course of a football game. So do interceptions. But again, if you're going to put this guy at this level, if you're going to magnify, if you're going to magnify his best moments, you can't minimize his worst ones. So that was as bad as it gets for a quarterback throwing a pick six in the fourth quarter of a game that you lead at home. You can't have that. So that is the next level of progression and growth. So we're fine. As long as we could have this conversation in town with with acknowledging what's going on here. The problem is I think that the Bears understand this. I really think the player understands this. But I just don't know um, outside of that if there's a lot of uh, meaningful – relevant conversation going on because I think that it's just so new because we haven't seen a player like this before.
4: Well, we've got another week now, right? We've got another week of chatter in town. And then one thing I said to my colleague, Colleen Kane at the Tribune as we we're coming out of the locker room is, is at least they're creating conversation, right? There's no question that this is no longer a boring football team, That's right? True. I mean, this this has become relevant and exciting again in ways that, that allow for conversations to be had. And again, like like these forums are great. I think these forums where we can, we can sound these things out over, you know, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, are far better than, than what happens when you send out one tweet. Like I sent another one out today. Like it's, it's become like the, the dartboard for, for this, this group of uh, the, the Justin Fields stand club, as you would uh, put it, but the, at the end of the half they had like 47 net passing yards and all I did was tweet out the statistical fact and it was another avalanche of oh my god you're ahead. and it's like just it's, a, it's a, a statistical reality that when you're playing the as we mentioned in the preview leading up to this game this was the league's worst defense this was the league's worst passing defense in terms of yards allowed per play and so you would hope that your passing offense would get a catalyst out of that right. it didn't really right like they get the 50 yard touchdown to Cole Komet which was a beautifully designed play very well executed and beyond that, you know, Justin finishes the day with 167 passing yards, 147 rushing yards, right? Like those numbers are too close together right now when you're trying to establish a passing attack. Look, again, I'm going to state this and, and emphasize it. When a Bears quarterback can come into a building on a Sunday and produce four touchdowns, it deserves to be celebrated. Justin Fields has done it two weeks in a row, four touchdown games that that have ha, again it's proven that this guy as a playmaker is the real deal. That this guy as a, a as a magician is the real deal to go be able to go sixty seven yards on a basic zone read play because you are that fast and that alert to to hit the hole and hit it. Uh, it's impressive and and that stuff is it's wonderful and, and and I wrap my arms around all of the things that Justin has shown in terms of his growth since the month of September. I just don't feel like I can get myself to a point where excusing losses in winnable games is acceptable. I just it just it, it's unsettling for me and I'm just stunned at the volume of people that it's not unsettling to.
3: Okay, that's well put. And, and you're right, these forums are good and, and I'm not giving you advice and I'm not giving anyone else advice. But nah, go the, ahead, do it. The, the kind <laughs> of advice I I maybe give myself is that, you know, cuz I've been where you are and I sometimes am there still. But but I think that I, it's really difficult i don't really care what happens when these things get uh, inflamed these conversations is that yeah. when people care about who's right
5: and That's when it, people right. care about
3: who's wrong and really it's not who's right and who's wrong is not as important as really what's happening and and what's happening is that you have a 23 year old quarterback who has these skills that are great and you have a very rare breed of athlete here and we haven't seen him in Chicago and he is developing and he's going to have these spectacular plays and he was spectacular today, but he's also a competitor and he's also in a a National football league that does care about victories and does reward that kind of success. It's not a category. It's not like baseball where you get a, a win, but we we do that kind of subconsciously. And if he thinks that that pick six was a dumb play (laughs) and it's never going to happen again, and it was the indelible mark on a great day and otherwise great day statistically I'm inclined to agree with them because that's the way that I view football and that's the way that I watch the game. I don't really again, I, I, I'm not perfect. I don't do this all the time because I do end up getting caught up in these these little cat fights. but I don't I, I think I try to forget about who's right and who's wrong and, and what other people's interpretation of what I'm watching, that doesn't matter to me and it can't matter to you or to anybody else because you know what you're watching. Right. Rely on your own experience and, and follow the cues of the people who are involved telling you what you were watching because you know what, you listen to the Bears today and they know what happened and they know they blew it and they well, know that not winning that game was pretty bad.
5: Get iXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when they sign up today at iXL.com slash audio. Visit iXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
4: And I, I think that's where the disconnect comes in, in terms of people who... Um Watch this from afar and those who are immersed in the middle, because when you go in a locker room post game and you feel the emotion of players that have invested their entire week, trying to get a result and they've fallen short for various reasons, you feel that, right? Like you feel a Sam Mustafer, a Darnell Mooney, a Ryan Griffin, a David Montgomery, an Eddie Jackson, you know, yes. just cutting open a vein after the game yes. and be, and, and being like, man, this sucks. Like my Sunday night is basically ruined because we couldn't get something done at the end because collectively across the board, we made too many mistakes and too many errors to get this done a couple things right like on the on the Justin uh pick 6 I had tweeted right before that drive started I said look the bears are up 24 to 17 I think there was like 11 minutes plus left when they took over for that possession and, and I just said this is closing time right for for the offense this is your chance like to 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 go to your bullpen right and and bring in your your eighth inning reliever and then your closer <laughs> and close the game right and and, right. and then and then you give up a home run to Rajay Davis right <laughs> on the pick 6 to, to Jeff Okuda. you're not, Akuta. Smart. You're not smart at all <laughs> and then and then you, you, you see how it unravels, right? And you see yeah. the way those moments can unravel. I had conversations with Lions writers on the way in here about, you know, look like we've covered a lot of weird bears lions games. There's it's usually a team making some sort of ridiculous mistake late in this series to lose a game, right? There's been, there's been so many moments on both sides, the Trubisky fumble two years ago, the last time the lions won a road game, the, 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 uh, the lions dropped the touchdown pass in the end zone. And the, the first day of the 2020 COVID season, there's been so many, Andy Dalton leads a late touchdown drive on Thanksgiving. And the, the, the the gist of the conversation was that like losing teams figure out ways to lose. Right. And you don't want to be in the, company of the Detroit Lions because they know how to lose. And it's why they went 707 days without a road win. It's why, it's why Dan Campbell has had so much trouble winning close games before the last two weeks. And so, like, you you got to figure that out in your formula to building a winning culture. That said, I, I, I do want to make it clear that there were three phases of, of malfunction today, right? Like, the defense couldn't get it done. Jalen Johnson getting beat by, I, I don't even know the guy's first name, Kennedy. You figure out his name. Tim Kennedy, Tom Kennedy, Troy, whoever it was that beat him for that long Reception on on their go ahead touchdown drive late that can't happen. You can't have the penalties on Kyler Gordon for pushing a quarterback out of bounds. Jalen got hit with a very debatable hands to the face penalty that negated the Jack Sanborn interception. Cairo Santos, Mr. Reliable, misses an extra point right. Like there were there Braxton Jones with the hold on the opening drive that prevented the Bears from scoring a touchdown right on a drive that was really impressive. You got to clean that stuff up. And so across the board, the Bears are going to find players beyond Justin Fields, sides of the ball beyond the offense that screwed up and Matty Berflus is gonna to have to figure out how to get all that execution sort of cleaned up and ready to play winning football because you just let one of your best chances on the, the remainder of the schedule to win a game slip by
3: three straight losses. You know that's what coaches are looking at this as and players are are looking at it as three straight losses and they want a reward for all the work that they put in and you understand that. Um, I, I do think the defense had a long day. I, I think that Jalen's breakdown late was surprising um dealing front, with an oblique issue and
4: he he that, did not talk, he did not talk after the game said he, he declined to talk after the game so we're hoping to hear from him on Monday and it'll be interesting to hear a lot of his comments because of that
3: yeah and, and that to me was why because I agree he looked a little compromised and the fact that he played through injury I, I want to be fair in, in assigning too much blame there I do agree with you that you know the defense they Jared Goff had all day if your name wasn't Sanborn I don't know how you feel good about the way you played today defensively the Bears defense played down to its level of expectation and you know they were just as bad as they have been they didn't give up 31 points they gave up 24 but it wasn't hard for the Lions to move the football Cairo Santos that's going to happen in the course of a season he's been very reliable I don't know how that happens against the Lions yeah was he nervous because he's kicking in front of michael badgley and that was maybe the guy that was threatening his job earlier in the year i don't know what it is, but the bears they found a way to lose this game and that's that's troubling if you're Matt eberflus because you're trying to instill a winning culture and somebody asked me uh text texted me and said if you had to write a headline um on this game just a quick synopsis of what it would be it'd be the bears out lions detroit because this is the way that the lions have made a history of losing games, self-destructing, yeah. if you will, and the Bears self-destructed today in the worst way.
4: Yeah, I mean, there was self-destruction all over the place. How about Jack Sanborn being the only guy that that sacked uh, Jared Goff today, two sacks there for eight yards, and, and he would have had an interception if they didn't get that penalty called. So he's come on, and that, that's an encouraging sign for a guy taking the uh, advantage of the opportunity that's been afforded to him after the broke-one Smith trade. Uh, but look, like, you know – If you have concerns about Justin Fields, they are, can he be a difference-making passer, right? Like, we know what he is as a playmaker, right? Like, we've seen it. And can he be a consistent difference maker as a passer I just go back to the numbers 167 yards it's the ninth time in 10 games that he hasn't reached 200 yards as a passer some people say so what you know he does special things with his legs so it doesn't matter well you can't say it, so what you because keep- because in the at the end of football games in this league you have to be able to pass the ball and those numbers I read you earlier in the podcast are evidence of of what happens when you can't throw the ball late in games and and, and how it Unravels on you, right? And so, so look, like I I understand people think he's going to get an upgraded offensive line for 2023. He damn well better have a better group of, of, uh pass catchers to throw to next year. And hopefully all those things will elevate things along with his own continued growth, which has been remarkable since September. Right. But at the same time, when you have a chance to go win games, go win one, go win one, just win one. So I would only
3: correct you on one thing when when you said it, I I did immediately think, okay, you're asking the question, can he become a difference making passer? I think the bears have to ask the question. They they already know the answer to that. I think I already know the answer to that. The answer to that is yes. The, The question is, how can we make Justin Fields into a more consistent, impactful downfield passer? Because he's not consistent. You see the you see the greatness possibility, or not even greatness, you just see the capability when he rolls left to this hash, throws right downfield to the numbers, and Cole Komet is there waiting on, you know, he, it was a little bit underthrown, but it was a wide open tight end, and he hit him, and he gets a 50-yard touchdown pass. The, those are the kind of things you see at times with hitting Mooney. So there is progress and growth as a passer, more than we saw a month ago. The question now is how do you figure out and unlock like, okay, decision-making accuracy, um, some little things about mechanics that need to be cleaned up. How do you get the most out of him? So you're not asking these questions a year from now. And he takes the kind of step that you need him to take the Jalen hurts kind of leap, right? Because the year ago, Jalen hurts was showing these kinds of signs of, Wow, he is special. And then he became an MVP candidate this year in the first half of the season. What does Justin Fields need to do? Because I do think that's in him. How do you get it out of him on a more consistent basis? As yeah, a passer?
4: I need to see the all 22 on fourth and eight, the final play of the game that ended up in a 10 yard sack, because as the bears are, are uh, going back into the huddle for that play, Brad big says to me in the press box, he says, what is the percentage odds that Justin actually throws a pass on this play? And I said, zero. And he goes, I agree with you zero. He's going to, he's going to take off and try to run for this with his legs, right? Because it's what he's seen right now in his own game is the most reliable thing he can do, right? It's the one thing that you can lean on and say, I can go get the first down with my speed. And so it it, it takes away kind of some of that pocket presence at times. Justin hit the top of his five-step drop. There was a seven-man protection in, by the way, for a, a, a blitz that the Lions sent. And so there was enough protection there to give him time to throw. He hit the top of his drop and didn't like what he saw. I'm going to have to look at the all 22 to figure out if this is one of those no one was open or just didn't think anyone was open situations. And then, all of a sudden, he, he tried to, instead of climbing the pocket, kind of shuffled right, and then all of a sudden you're in scramble mode and there's two defenders that you're eluding, and he got rid of both of them the first time but couldn't the second time, and they whipped him down for a sack. But it's another uh, uh, instance where, in in a big moment, the pocket presence isn't where it needs to be. It needs to continue developing. And that's what Luke Getzi is going to tell us on Thursday. I promise you that that play is one that he's going to highlight and say, man, like you know, we got to see what's there down the field. But you got to be able to, to 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 know how to surf that play a little bit and get yourself out of trouble. Um, look, like the, the 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 touchdown pass to Komet, the fifty yarder, that play is partially made because of how awesome Justin Fields is as a runner, right? Because they right. run these plays so often, and now now you've got guys cheating on uh, on trying to favor the run here and protect themselves against a big gain in the run and then all of a sudden Cole Komet sneaks out and there isn't I mean there was there was no one within 45 yards for him so for those people who say like oh Cole Komet was wide open like I could hit that pass great you probably could have but you wouldn't have got that same defensive look because you don't challenge defenses the way Justin does so credit him for that like this the chess match advantages he gives you because of these gifts is an amazing luxury for Luke Getze and the way they use it at times is is a beautiful thing to watch that was one example that Was just an absolutely majestic piece of offense because of what you're able to do all around.
3: It's a good example, though, because it also points out how Getze had a pretty good day outside of one play I'll get to in a moment. But on that second and one, you're at midfield. You just had run Herbert twice in a row, and he gained two carries, I think 21 yards to start off that drive. And all of a sudden, it's second and one. You do the play fake. You're afraid of, okay. Is Herbert going to hurt us? Is Fields going to hurt us? We're worried about the run. We we'll Probably have a defense call designed to stop that. And all of a sudden, Colt Komet comes from the left side, crossing pattern into the right side at the numbers. And Justin Fields does stop, throw back against his body. And he made the right throw. with The, the guy was wide open. So that was a good call and a good play design. Luke Getze, I felt like, had a good day except for the early third and 14. It's the first drive. You you can't settle for a conservative call there. If you have a quarterback that's developed to the extent that you think he has, let him try to make a play in the passing game early on. He gave it to David Montgomery. He got four yards. You settled for a field goal, and I thought that was as conservative of a call as we saw today but other than that i thought gets had a pretty good day
4: yeah i hated that call in the moment hated it it was just like what what in the world was that I, you know, like at that point you may as well just kick the the field goal on third down and do the mark Tressman thing right like it, it, i just i don't i don't get what the point was there be curious to know if he's got uh some further explanation on whether there was a, a run pass option in there and the numbers dictated that it was supposed to be a handoff or what it might have been but man uh with the way they moved the ball on that drive i would have i would have preferred to, to to take some sort of shot you you know, you got Chase Claypool here for a reason. You've got Darnell Mooney. You've got Cole Komet. You've got guys that can give you an opportunity to win in that moment. Give them a chance there. Um, yeah, so that, that'd be an interesting one. Justin's first touchdown run, uh, some spirited debate on social media about whether Darnell Mooney was actually open. Uh, you know, he motioned in and then and then cut back out. I think in the NFL, there's... 30 quarterbacks that that make that throw and hit that throw because that's that's open if you put it in the right spot that's a touchdown on to mooney to field discredit he pulls it down and runs and not only does he run he takes deshaun elliott the safety of the lions and trucks him right and, and actually knocks him out of the game with a concussion and that's another thing where like if you're a defense and you're like my god like we can't even come up and hit this guy because <laughs> the risk is that we're out for the game
3: right, right? Well, like, and, and there may be 30 quarterbacks that could have made that throw but there's only three or four that could have made that run
4: I mean, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so, and so that like, that's, that's, that's what we're dealing with. Right. If you're kind of watching a different thing at times and it's really, really fun, right? Like when, when your quarterback can go do that, like I think of the early days of the, the Culpepper era in Minnesota, when he would, you know, run people over at two sixty, and you'd go, my God, like who, who's volunteering to go take that guy on uh with, with a one-on-one tackle opportunity. And Justin is becoming that guy as well. And so uh yeah, really, uh, really, <laughs> I mean, look again, the four, touchdowns like a month ago we didn't have this we didn't have the ability to go through four touchdowns and so it's 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 tremendous tremendous growth and and production and encouraging signs and all those things
1: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Okay, before we get out of here, let's quickly give away game balls. Bring in our producer, Adam Stadzinski. He can give the first one, and um, it's in a 31-30 loss. I'll go last because I'll pick over the whoever you guys pick, not a lot to choose from maybe today, but what do you think I think
2: think there's three? I think there's three. If we can't get to three, we got problems. I think, I think we can get to three for sure. So, uh, and and real quick, like I just want to say like for the record and I'll, I'll go on a huge rant on this and the score at three in the morning tomorrow, but I'm totally with you guys on like this. You can't call this one a moral victory. Like you're up by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter of the line. I guess the Lions. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Like like, win that game, so I was pissed and I'm still pissed about it but I you know that's different story game balls uh I gotta go with the local kid Jack Sanborn he had you look at his line today and yeah it's look, good. he had a he had a roquan Smith game he had 12 combined tackles two sacks, and should have had an interception we can debate the penalty on Jalen Johnson there but he was awesome today he looks like he belongs I don't know if he'll end up being a part of this team next year, but I, or, or a starter, I should say, in this team next year. But I think he's certainly already earning a roster spot for next season. He was awesome today, and he's one of the few front seven players that actually had a good game
4: studs we had some uh, audio that i can get you for for our next podcast from inside linebackers coach dave borgonzi who has uh who's watched uh, jack sanborn's growth since the summer and so maybe we can get that for the next podcast to to compliment what you're saying there because uh yeah it, it has been impressive
2: so he's got
3: a nickname already Jonia called him the jackhammer
2: had a <laughs> oh, I love already. <laughs> all right oh, t-shirts no, t-shirts also, have to follow I also love, I mean, the number 57, obviously, Owen Kruitz's number, same number I wore my freshman year of high school because of Owen Kruitz. So, yeah, you know, great, great all around, great all around game for him. All right. I'm going to surprise you here.
4: Give my game ball to Justin Fields after all we've talked about. I there mean, the dude, the dude gave four touchdowns, right? He, he supplied you with two touchdown passes, two touchdown runs and led you to 30 points. Should have been 31 if the kicker could make a damn extra point. So Justin Fields, uh, you know, he's got work to do. And and look, so much of the discussion that I'm having in these forums these days isn't about whether Justin Fields is is a, a decent starting NFL quarterback. We've established that at this point. Like that that's undeniable it's whether he can become a championship fueling star quarterback, right? That's what, that's what the starry eyed visions are of Bears fans. And that's what the people that are, are, are drunk on the highlights are seeing. And so like that, that's what I'm, that's the standard I'm holding him to. Can you be a championship fueling star quarterback uh, in moments today? He was in the biggest moments. He wasn't here still, Justin, here's the game ball from take the North podcast. Put it on your shelf.
3: Jeffrey, you could have just caught that. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's a bit kind of burying the lead. Weederer goes Justin Fields for game balls. I think that might be the uh, the lead to this.
4: Uh, the title of the podcast yeah. that. It's, yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, all right. I'll go Cole commit. I, I will go the direction I thought Dan was going to go. I really like the comfort level he's developing with Justin Fields. I like the fact that he's become a go-to guy at this point. I love the fact that he got the touchdown. I'm even liking his celebration. And I'm not a big <laughs> celebration guy. But Colt Komet is a willing blocker. He's become a weapon in the passing game. I hope he's okay. It looked like it was a pretty he got kind of sideswiped, I think, by Akuda, kind of a blindside side uh, down, down the field and limped off the field. But uh, Colt Komet, I think, is is developing nicely. And and this last four games, he's he's kind of shown Bears fans what he is capable of. So my game ball goes to Colt Komet because I know he's not gonna drop it.
4: Hey, very nice. Really good. And it's, it's, it's about time that this podcast finally gave some recognition to Cole Komet.
3: about time. I know we've been dying to do that. Wow. Been overlooked. All right. That's great. Uh, great stuff, Adam and Dan. So you can find Dan Weider's column on this 31 to 30 loss on the Chicago Tribune website, chicagotribune.com. You can get a print version in the morning. If you want to get it on your doorstep, I would suggest subscribing. Also, you can find my column on the game, 670thescore.com. It'll have similar tone to what we just talked about. And tomorrow morning, Monday morning, 530 to 10, on the score, Hall. we begin a day full of breaking down what happened and why and how we're interpreting it. I guarantee you there will be differences of opinion on what happened today and how important a win or loss was to the Bears. So anyway, wrapping things up, thank you for joining the take the north podcast it is on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. anything else from soldier field dan
4: no just i love this new backdrop we've got for the post game pod for anybody who's watching it on video this is fun stuff
3: it is very cool i know <laughs> it's like there i got out of there you're still there you're going to get out of there soon it was an interesting Maybe. day plenty to talk about and we'll be back tuesday morning talking about the bears and what's ahead the falcons are next next sunday we'll break this game down into more detail thank you for listening to the take the north podcast